Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though. Tiffany and I are so happy to have you. We hope you had a great Thanksgiving if you were here in America. I hope that you will not hold anything I said against me um, and that you will forgive me for any of my trespasses. <laughs> we're we're so looking happy at you, to Great have Britain. You. Yeah, basically, if you're from England and Scotland, that one is for you. <laughs> and we know you're listening, we, yeah. United Kingdom. We mm-hmm. know you're listening. We know you're yes. tuning in, so please. Yes, we're hoping you, get, you tuned in again. Don't hold this against <laughs> me. Hold it against her. <laughs> yes. 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 But really. <laughs> yeah. This week we're talking about why frozen pizzas, though. And the reason that we titled it that is because we care so much about gathering at the table. We really believe that it's a sacred practice where we can all come together and in our shared need for food and in our shared need for connection and community and conversation, we're able to sit together at the table. But hospitality is not as complicated as we make it. And so we wanted you to know that whether you're gathering over a delicious, beautiful meal or you have calligraphy nameplates or you literally, your best is putting in a frozen pizza and serving it at the table, mm-hmm. any way you do it, gathering is one of the most important things we can do because the table is so sacred. It is sacred. Um, before we get into philosophy beliefs about gathering, <laughs> Ashley, tell the good people what your favorite frozen pizza is. Mm-hmm. I would be happy to. So Trader Joe's actually has this supreme pizza that is delicious. It is just topped with all kinds of veggies and meat, and it is phenomenal. And that one would be my favorite. You know what? They focus group that stuff at the TJ's. I'll tell you what. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. I love They're anything good Trader Joe's that's Me frozen too. aisle. I feel like it's, it's going to be a win. Mm-hmm. That and the Mandarin Chicken Man. My favorite frozen pizza is the margarita pizza from California Pizza Kitchen. Nice. It's good, but here's the thing. I didn't know about that one. Oh, actually, it's so good. But the problem is, in the last year and a half, they moved it to the gluten-free options that California Pizza Kitchen. Oh no! Of course they did, because California. That's what I say to that. But now it's kind of (laughs) pricey. I ain't about to spend eight nineteen on a frozen pizza. I want to spend around five to six dollars. So. You got to wait for those to go on sale, but there you go. CPK all the way. I love it so much. I love it. I, when I really want to treat myself, I go get a frozen CPK. That's how That's I know fantastic. I'm amazing. That, it's good. Some good stuff. All right. So the value of gathering, Ashley, why do you believe it is so important to gather people? Even if you don't feel like you have it all together. Yeah. I think it's so important because of the conversations and the connection that need to happen. I mean, in this world that we live in where everything is so digital and we're connected over email and text message and social media and really don't use our phones to talk on the phone anymore, we actually need space to be able to communicate with one another. And I feel it's even more important, not just because of the digital age, but because of how polarized our atmospheres are. I mean, everywhere that we go, whether you're on Facebook or Twitter or you're in your office or you're in your family, it can feel so polarized in our beliefs. 
about things like politics, about things like religion, about race or gender issues. And I think because of that coming to the table again in our shared need, like we all need to eat, it sort of levels the playing field a bit where it's like, hey, we're here and we're gathered and we're looking each other in the eye. And I think very often when you have to have a conversation that way, people tend to be kinder. They tend to be more respectful because you're not hiding behind something. You're not hiding behind a screen. You're not hiding behind a social media profile, but you actually are in-person talking. And I think the conversations that we have can create and cultivate connection and community, which is what we're all really, really hungry for is connection and community. And that is our other shared need. We actually really do need people in our lives. We cannot just walk around isolated and alone. I mean, we can and we do, but it's just better to gather and sit together at the table and converse about things that matter. Absolutely. To be seen, known, and heard yes. in our most vulnerable moments. You know, yeah. you can have the craziest day and then you sit down over some yummy pasta or a frozen pizza that's been baked to perfection. Mm-hmm. And you're reminded you're not alone. I think for me, gathering, if I had to boil it down, there's so many reasons that I believe in gathering. And both my husband and I are very passionate about inviting people to our table and joining theirs. And it's because when you're at the table, you are consistently reminded, I'm not alone. That's right. I'm not alone. Even if it's somebody you don't always see eye to eye on. Yep. You both are imperfect human. You have needs. Yes. Just as you said, it's the physical need Mm -hmm. and it's the emotional, relational Mm -hmm. need all met and one, and I think a lot of spiritual needs are met around the table as well as you're, as you're refreshed by those that sit among you and as you all sit as equals at the table, I think that it's so beautiful yes. to just have a minute. And again, it doesn't have to be perfect, but it, but it is intentional mm-hmm. and it is hopefully a place among people that are safe and that you trust and that have proven that they are trustworthy, that you can be vulnerable. Yes. And I think we titled this Why Frozen Pizzas, though. I mean, one of the reasons I love the title is because, you know, when I was in, when we lived in Los Angeles, we had this beautiful big backyard. We had this great table. We, we actually, Cody and his dad, Cody, my husband, and his dad built this 10-foot table oh, that could seat like 14 people out of like reclaimed farm wood. <sighs> and it was so beautiful. So we just had a real love and a passion for the table. And when people would come over, we would do place settings and placemats and just make everything so beautiful, so, similar to what you do with your women's ministry sip, you know, just making mm-hmm. things beautiful so people can enter in this space and like <gasps> have an experience. Yeah. And then um, when we moved to New York, not only did we you know, lose our, our backyard space, which is okay. Um, but then having the capacity to entertain in the same ways, we just didn't have it. And then now I have two little kids, you know, a four-year-old and a one-year-old. And honestly, just doing my best is, is inviting people over and surrendering the fact that the house might be a bit messy or that I don't have the time or the margin to cook the way I want to. I can't decorate. I very often don't put out placemats. Now we often just gather in our living room because our dining room table has Legos all over it or homework or whatever my son is working on when he gets home from school. And so I really have had to let go of my capacity to entertain in the way that I want to so that I can experience what is the true point of the gathering, which is what you just shared, you know, being together in our shared need, knowing one another, seeing one another, realizing that we're not alone. So frozen pizzas really work for our family in this season. And I've just had to push past anything I might feel embarrassed about so that I can have people over and experience what we have to give. Because if you're serving 
the most beautiful slow roasted brisket or a frozen pizza either way they're going to leave nourished that's exactly either way they're going to leave nourished whether you sat on the couch or you sat at the most beautiful place setting with hand lettered place cards you know both in both situations it's our presence that invites people to be themselves. That's it. It really, really, really is. Yes. And I've sat on your couch, <laughs> and I've had the best takeout east of the Mississippi. Uh-huh. But, Lola's. Is it Loop? Yes. Mm-hmm. Fix it, Jesus. Oh, my. Where Incredible is so Caribbean good. food, like some of the best I've ever had. Caribbean food. Oh, so good. <laughs> I went home, and I remember telling my husband, I said, we went out to some of the nicest restaurants in New York City, some, you know, Michelin star and James Beard award-winning restaurants mm-hmm. while I was there to visit. And my favorite meal was takeout yep. on your couch. Yep. Watching Netflix and chatting about what matters. So it was just a, awesome. isn't it true? Isn't it yeah, true? it really and is. And also, there is a vulnerability just to having people in your space. Yes, And I love, is. Ashley, how you said it doesn't have to be perfect. Now your dining room ta- table is covered in Legos and... Ashley and I are both in a season with little ones, and I too used to set elaborate, elaborate tables, and I still do that from time to time. And I mean from time to time, not as often at all. Um, In fact, I think the last time we had a big old fancy party, like real fancy with, you know, brought out the flowers and the fancy plates and everything, Hmm. was September, Hmm. and this is, I think this airs December. So there you go. There you go. Um, but, but I've still invited people into, Hey, do you want to pop some pork butt in the pressure cooker and have some Cubans on some paper plates? Like we can still do that. We can still do that and let our kids play and get out all the Marvel Avenger 12 inch heroes and they can play with those and be occupied for 12 minutes so we can scarf down some Cubans (laughs) and there's probably no vegetables involved, you know, like we can do that. We can do that. And it's, for each season, we just want to encourage you, no matter what season you're in, there's room. If you are yes. single and you're in a shared apartment, uh, you can still host. You can still yeah. pop open a bottle yeah. and pop some CPKs in the oven and still make it count. I think the queen who has instructed all of us to do this well is Shauna Nequist yes. in her book, Bread and Wine, which yeah. I'm sure we can list that in the show notes. It, she just really invites whatever season you're in. And she talks about her college days of having people over. In yeah. college, she was throwing parties in her dorm room and having pizza all the way to the beautiful spreads she puts on now. And even she is about to move to New York City and experience life in a smaller space. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I wouldn't put it past her to still gather 20 people in yes. her space because that's how she rolls. Yes. We just, you know, if you clean your toilet or if you don't, there's really, <laughs> really, really room. And you want to know what? My husband always reminds me of this, Ashley. He's like, you need this. Yeah, Sometimes, I, I mean, I'm in a true. very busy, busy work season, as are you, Ashley. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Derek, I don't think I have the emotional margin to serve others with words and conversation. And he yeah. says, yes, this is going to cost you, but this is also going to refresh you, Tiffany. Like, it's awesome. Gosh, he it's knows so in those good. moments. He can read me well enough to know you're going to leave with your cup overflowing or, you know, when people come in, if it's people we know especially really well where you don't feel like you have to really make the extra energy and effort. You're still, you know, those friends that you're still in the get to know you phase, you've moved past that to the like, Hey, I'm so sorry. My toilet's not clean phase. It's those people. He's like, Oh, but girl, I know you're going to be so refreshed. I'll do the cooking. Let's, let's do this. And sure enough, he's never been wrong. He's never been wrong because he knows there, and there's times when obviously I just cannot and we're going to get Uber Eats and watch 
Cars 3 for the fifth time, you know? Totally. Like, yes. I know that there's those nights, but in the nights that we can really make an effort. So, Ashley, what are some practical ways that we can encourage people to make it sustainable and mm. doable? Yep. Well, I think making a plan and putting it in your calendar. I mean, I know here in New York, very often we're very time poor. I don't know if that's true for some of our listeners, but we're quite time poor. I mean, by the time, and also we never have time to ourselves. So if you live with people, whether it's roommates or family, you wake up to people, you get on the train with people, you go to work with people, you ride the train home with people, you come home to people. So there's no moment of solitude or rest or margin for just stillness. And because of that, very often what will happen is everybody's just too tired and people work very, very hard here, you know, 50 to 80 hour weeks. So maybe you're not even getting off work until like 8 p.m. and then trying to figure out how you're going to connect with folks. But if it's in your calendar, there's a solid commitment, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to make this happen. If I need to cancel because things are just absolutely haywire, great, but it's value. So I'm going to put time with my values. I'm going to schedule this thing in my calendar. So it's a regular rhythm. I think that that's kind of the first way to do it. And then for us, um, for me to not feel stressed, I need to not plan too far in advance unless it happens to be like, oh, we're hosting our work Christmas party. Awesome. Happy to plan that in advance. But if it's something, you know, just having dinner with someone, I literally just let them know like, hey, I'm going to wait till the day of to decide what we're going to do for dinner because I don't know how I'm going to be feeling that week. I don't know how I'm going to feeling be feeling that day. I don't know what's going to be happening with my kids or what would happen with my husband at work or me with work. So we make sure the day of we decide like, okay, great, let's gather at this time. Maybe we said seven, but we need to do it at 730 or we're going to order food or we're going to do a frozen pizza or actually I have some margin. I'm going to put a roast in the oven. Um, so we make sure that we plan in advance, but also leave room for us to be spontaneous. And that those are the two practical pieces that really work for our family to make sure that we gather often. You know, I like that you, that's, those are really polar opposite pieces right. of advice, but they do work <laughs> yeah. together, but yes, they, they do, do work together. They do. Plan it, get it on the calendar, but don't feel like you have to have the specifics. Don't yes. feel like you have to have it all planned out. Cause that can be stressful, right? Very stressful. To think, Oh man, I want a three course. I mean, girl, when we had people over, I'm, I'm not even joking you. I had the full appetizer platter when they walked in, which is beautiful, you know, the super salad and then the course and then some sort of dessert and usually yes. a cheese platter at the end. Like I was, I just... Oh, I love it. I love it so I much. I love it too. But again, as previously stated, that is not my current reality. Right. <laughs> just in this particular, not not even just the fact that we have little kids, because I don't want to use that as an excuse, right. but simply the workload right now. I'm like, yes. okay, how can we still feel nourished in our souls and bellies mm-hmm. and still make mm-hmm. it something fun? And one of the ways we do that is we have a playbook of recipes that are very, very easy on the budget. I but love really that. really pack a punch. Yeah. Ooh. So we have about, we have about you know, five to six recipes that are, they do wow. They're, they're very, they're very jazzy and they're so delicious and they're, you can make them dairy free or you can do whatever, but it's usually, and we don't eat a ton of meat during the week, but usually these all are meat friendly and, and most people I know really enjoy some meat. So it's nice to have those meals. And I, I don't know about you. This is, people are going to hate on me for saying this. I can't even believe I'm saying this out loud. This is the antithesis of ease, but I do not enjoy using a slow cooker. <gasps> the gasps. Um, I don't either. Oh, I use really? my Dutch oven. That's like the <gasps> only thing that I use. Me but too. We actually, and I feel we rarely so use a fancy. Pot. Although we I, own a crock I, I think pot. it's great. We do too. We rarely use it, but in 10 years, yeah. I have probably used a crock pot five times. I'm yeah. not even kidding you. Yeah. Five times. And I, I love the Dutch oven. I love I just the idea of this slow food. It's so beautiful to use. Thank you, Chrissy Teigen, for Target. That's yeah. my <laughs> most recent 
recent Dutch oven. I love it. Um, you know what? The word Dutch oven, that feels so lowbrow. Can we pick another name for that? How about... Yeah, it's very true. Cast iron lidded dish. There we go. Glory. Cast iron lidded dish. You can call it Glory from. is what you can Gl- call it. We're going to call it Glory. That's her nickname. <laughs> She's glorious. She goes by Glory. Yeah. Oh, I love... When we bust out the... When we bust out glory, I'm the happiest cat in the whole wide world. It just means something good is on the horizon. That's what you was. So some of those things in the playbook, again, simple, uh, very easy on the budget. And it's so impressive when somebody walks in and they see the Dutch oven. Oh, whoops. They see glory on the stove (laughs) and they know it's about to go down. It's going to be a good night. And then you can put your carb on the bottom if it's rice or potatoes or whatever and all the slow roasted and and i mean i'm gonna take a no out of jen hatmaker's recent instagram post but she said buy the cheapest cut of meat and pop it in your dutch oven and you are gonna have heaven on earth something yep you're gonna have something delicious in about four hours so don't overthink it that's another thing don't overthink it and here's another little trick i do i uh, really, really, really like to have something that can be baked that's not, or, you know, if it's in glory, she can sit on the stove and do her thing. She, not, it's, it's a non-fussy situation. And then we encourage whoever is coming to either bring an appetizer so then we're not rushing around trying to have something on the, you know, our peninsula that when they walk in there's something immediate that we can all nosh on. So whether they bring that or whether it's something I throw together, to be honor, honest, appetizers can be kind of pricey. I mean, just yes. to be, this is very practical. So if I'm already doing a main dish, um, I could throw together a salad with anything that, I mean, nut, fruit, what do I always do? I always do, yeah, cheese, nut, fruit. Those yep. are like whatever cheese I have on hand, whatever nuts I have on hand or, or seeds Yep. and whatever fruit. If it's an apple, just cut it up real thin, slice, whatever, totally. and then Whip up a dressing with whatever vinegar I have and some olive oil. Boom, done. Takes yep. five minutes. And that's pretty cheap, affordable. Totally, totally yep. pretty cheap. And so asking them to bring an appetizer, or if it's something that I can have on hand, that I can have ready to go, or they can bring the vino or whatever else mm-hmm. that we might we might sip on. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have to say there was one day where I really needed to. I had big dreams, big dreams, and you know. Life goes crazy, as you said. You don't know how you're going to be feeling that That's day. You right. don't know what's going to come up that day. Yep. This particular day, we had some friends visiting um, from out of the country, and they were traveling all day, and I just wanted them to walk in, and they were going to arrive around lunchtime. I wanted them to walk into just a clean-smelling home, so air out the house, and because um, I got little boys. Whew. And uh, I made <laughs> flank steak salads over yes. kale with garlic and cherries. Yum. Girl. Heaven. Oh, my gosh. It was unreal. It was so beautiful. And about 45 minutes before they arrived, two things happened. Our downstairs communal toilet stopped working. <gasps> yep. And we had crazy rain that morning, even though it was springtime. Just crazy, crazy rain. And we did not know we had a leak in our window, and it was the water was coming through as if a bathtub faucet was on full oh blast. Oh my gosh! Like we couldn't get buckets fast enough; it flooded oh. the whole whole kitchen, and it was just so stressful. So we're trying to get every towel we can find, and then sop it all up until the rain passed. There's no way to stop it, as the rain was just pounding on the window. 
and just dripping everywhere. It's, you know, the paint's starting to, oh, crack. I mean, it was just such a mess. The toilet stopped working, meaning they needed to go in my master bathroom, which is, it's like nobody needs to go in there. Nobody needs to go in there. Somebody's got to go in my master bathroom. Because that's, right, that's, that's like, like where a, you hide everything. That's where you hide everything. I mean, that toilet has not been cleaned in a minute. And so then we're like, oh my gosh, clean our master bath because they have to now walk in our room to be able to use a working bathroom. So it was just, it was a day. And then I didn't, I didn't let the steak rest enough. So then it's like bloody salad oh, from the gosh. steak. It was a day, Ashley. It was a day. But it's one of those things. It's it's still the point of it is like, hey, we're gathering and that's the point. Mm-hmm. And we're feeding you and that's the point. Um, I so love you never that know story. what's going to happen. You never you know don't. what's going to happen. And you know what? And you you open the door and you say welcome and say yes. you're never going to guess what happened today. That's right. And you hug Host- each other and you gather at the table and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Let me say this. Hosting, hospitality, frozen pizzas, it is not about perfection. That's right. Yes. It is about connection. Yes, that's it's it. about connection. One of my favorite passages is 1 Thessalonians 2, 8, and it says, we shared not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. I love that's it. That's a family verse for us at the Bloom House and this idea that, yes, we're sharing with you the gospel and the goodness of the gospel. And we're going to share our lives as well. Yes. And so many times that happens around the, the table. table. Yeah. I love that. And you guys live that out better than anybody I know. And I genuinely mean that. Oh, um, growing up, I remember my mom, I mean, she worked, she was always working two to three jobs, just a phenomenal, phenomenal woman. And one of the things I loved about her is that she always made time for the table. And I can remember mm. even she worked third shift as a nurse. And at one point was working during the day as well, doing like travel visits in the town. And then also had like a two hour teaching job at our high school. So like, oh, this is a very goodness. busy woman with two kids who were very active and involved. But one of my formative memories is walking into her house and smelling whatever she was cooking in the oven. I mean, it could have been a pot roast that she put on. It could have been like a delicious like queso. I mean, she was she would make all kinds of different things. I mean, even hamburger helper on the easy days, you know, but the smell just would hit me and it just made me feel like home. And it was almost as if entering that space could wash off the day, if that makes sense. Like I would, maybe I had an anxious day at school or I was really struggling with something, but coming inside and smelling that smell just set me at ease. Like I just felt my shoulders relax. I felt my guard go down because it just felt so much like home. And so whenever I'm cooking now and, you know, back to our, our glory, the Dutch oven, um, I love that scent reminds me so much of my childhood and creating mm-hmm. that for other people feels like such a gift because I know what it meant for me. It's like, Hey, come in the day you can wash it off as you step oh, into this place. That is like, the there's most peace beautiful. here. There's love here. There's, you know, opportunity for connection here. You can share your struggle here because we're all in this thing together. Um, and I really loved that. And uh, I also wanted to share Uh, two of my favorite recipes. I want to talk about two of my favorite dishes and I would love to hear if you have one or two as well. I mean, although your steak one, yes. Can we please get that recipe? Um, But two of my favorites that go inside of glory is the pioneer woman's pot roast. I think she has the best pot roast out there. I really genuinely mean that. And it's made in a Dutch oven. It's so phenomenal. She actually hates to put potatoes inside of her Dutch oven, but I do it anyway. She makes like a mashed potato afterward, but I don't have time for all that. So I go ahead and throw the potatoes in with the veggies and it is so delicious and tender and perfect. And then um, there's one of my favorite cookbooks, which is called Mad Hungry. And um, it's by the food director for Martha Stewart. But if the words Martha Stewart overwhelm you because it feels way too complicated, 
that's how I feel when I think about Martha Stewart, even though I love her and subscribe to her magazine on Texture, <laughs> which is an amazing app that Tiffany and I both love. Um, but Obsessed. she has this incredible ribs recipe. Um, and it's like, it's made with this wonderful like soy sauce and all these vegetables that you chop up in a little bit of wine that cooks down into the ribs. And it is seriously one of the best recipes ever. And it will fill your house with such a fragrance that just feels like home and heaven combined. And so mm. those two are my favorite recipes. What about you? Do you have a favorite recipe you want to leave our, our listeners with? Absolutely. I love Eastern flavors. Mm, and yeah. one of my favorite flavors is that of a banh mi. And I love sometimes fish sauce mm. and vinegar is involved. Yeah. And so banh mi, you can, you can then use the meat for tacos yes. or sandwiches. We really like banh mi tacos because we always have um, small street size tortillas on hand. Love it. But throw in the pork roast and all the lime and all the things that go to make the banh mi taste like a banh mi. <laughs> and the carrots and everything. And then we mm. pickle, we do some extra pickled veggies on the side, top it with some cilantro. It is our apps and it smells like heaven. I hate, I want a better description than that, but I cannot give you one because no, I, it's hear just, you. I believe it's the glory of glory. Yes. It is so That's why she's called glory, right? That's right. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, so that is probably one of my absolute favorites. And honestly, this is going to sound so simple, but just, um, some slow roasted short ribs over orzo. Ugh. I'm really into orzo right now. I don't it's heaven. Why, but Yum. It's so good. Yeah. And I also feel like um, sometimes I get bored of potatoes. And so, I mean, I'm all for sweet potatoes. So you can do short ribs over sweet potatoes too. And in in Glory, she would, that would mm-hmm. taste good. She would do us, do us a favor on yes, that. Absolutely. And my favorite marinade to put in that before I let it, let it roast for three to four hours is honey and balsamic vinegar. Mm, my absolute favorite. Delicious. So good. Mm, so good. So those, I would say, those two top the list right now, especially in the winter months when it's so cold. I want to use Glory every day. She's amazing. I mean, what's She's not amazing. to love? I don't love to clean her, <laughs> but other than that, I love her. <laughs> if you haven't figured out by now, good listeners, Ashley and I like food, and we don't have <laughs> rules when it comes to food. There's nothing we won't eat. We're pretty... We're pretty good on the food game. We're we're a yeah. lot of fun to eat with. Although like. I'm not as adventurous as you, and that goes without saying for sure. You know, it's, it's true. I'm just you not. Say I don't. That. I don't dig pork butt like you do. I'm just <gasps> I'm not into. Really? It. I mean, it's you would not right, eat pork tacos. But I'm not going to make it at home. Of course, I'll eat them, but I'm not oh, going to make eat. it. <laughs> oh yeah, but you'll still eat it. Adventurous. I will, when I think yes. of adventurous, I'm like, would you eat this? Yes, I would absolutely eat that. <laughs> Do you remember? Okay, good listeners. My, it was on my bucket list to visit Prune mm-hmm. in New York City. Mm-hmm. If you've read Blood, Bones, and Butter, the memoir, it is about that chef and her life, and she has an incredible restaurant in New York, and we were able to get reservations. And I had this trout covered in cherry tomatoes, and the eyes were still on. Do you remember that? The eyes oh, are yeah. staring I mean, at us so can forget. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved it. I was like, I'm living my best life right now. I'm sitting in Gabrielle's restaurant, eating this fish with the eye staring at me. Mm-hmm. I, have, I, have, I can go be with the Lord now. It's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, friends. Thanks for joining us. Yes. Why frozen pizzas, though? We want to encourage you, especially this is the holidays, you know? Yeah. It doesn't have to be perfect. That's right. It doesn't have to look like Kate Spade home. Yes. To, to gather your people at the holidays or any time of the year. It's yes. always good to be with your people. It's not about perfection. It's about connection. Love it. Love it. See you soon. Bye-bye. 
Hey listeners, remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit tiffanybloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit ashabercrombie.org. See you next week.